Welcome to this episode of Through the Educational Looking Glass. I am one of your hosts, Courtney Edelman. And I'm your other host, Don Sturm. We're both in coaching roles in Morton Unit School District 709 in Central Illinois. Thanks for joining us as we try to gain clarity on the variety of topics concerning teachers today. Let's take a closer look at today's topic. Today's topic is looking at the current state of motivation in the classroom. 20 days left. Five days left with seniors. If you're in education today, you've probably heard similar countdowns taking place. Uh, and we're looking forward to a new stage, right? Warmer weather, travel over the summer, time with friends and family. And that countdown is indicative of that. Yeah. And if we're being honest, the countdown also might reflect the appeal of, you know, stepping away from a school year that's included quite a few challenges. Um, I think back to the teacher interviews that served as a catalyst for this podcast, uh, we heard from teachers that student apathy and lack of motivation have been two of these challenges. And it's been kind of that elephant in the room, uh, because while the goal of this podcast is never, I think, in our mind to be, you know, overly positive, avoid challenging topics, not address real issues, it's also intended to be a place that offers reflection and encouragement for teachers. And the reality is that the more you look into the current state of student motivation and apathy, uh, the more you begin to see this depth and complexity of it. Yeah, so we can and should have discussions about meaningful engagement strategies, there's no question. Kids are different today. Um, and they've seen how education has changed as a result of the pandemic that we've gone through. Um, as much as some of us might want things to revert to the way they were like pre-pandemic, we find out that's not really possible. Um, and I don't know, even adults are less willing in many cases to go back to workspaces that they inhabited before the pandemic. So I don't know that we should expect anything different out of out of kids. Yeah, and we we had that conversation as we were planning this episode, that idea of some people who they I mean, they don't want to go back to the office space. Yep. You know, and we kind of I can't imagine not going back to the office space. I mean, I like to be around people, but some are, they love that idea of working from home. It's made that change, that change is there and they don't want to go back. Yep. Uh, we read an article about a meta-analysis that found that there are three psychological needs for students to be motivated within the classroom. Uh, competency, belonging, and a sense of autonomy. And so going back to what you said, Don, we have to be reflective about the old way of doing things. And we have to acknowledge that that old way may not have always provided those. Yeah. And then as we, as we got into this topic, um, it, it is deep and complex and sort of tough to hear. Mm -hmm. Like when you read, we're going to drop a bunch of things into the uh, resources that you can take a look at. But like, let's just take a little bit to look at the current state. So Courtney, you went in and searched in Google for students and apathy 2022. Right. Those, that was those were the search terms. And we got something like 3.38 million results. Now, yep. we didn't, did you go to all of those? I did, okay, thoroughly. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, one that we came across, and I, I think I saw a lot of people sharing it uh, from its life or death, the mental health crisis among U.S. teens um, that was from the New York Times recently. 
And so let's just read some of these. And again, they're, it's kind of heavy. Um, in 2019, 13% of adolescents reported having a major depressive episode. Um, that was a 60% increase from 2007. Uh, emergency room visits by children and adolescents in that period also rose sharply for anxiety, mood disorder, self-harm. And for people ages 10 to 24, suicide rates that were had been stable from 2000 to 2007 uh, leapt nearly 60% by 2018. That was the Center for Disease Control. And we found this one, I, I don't know, I, not that I didn't find the others interesting, but over the last century, the age of puberty onset has dropped markedly for girls to 12 years old today from 14 years old in 1990. Um, and the age of onset for boys has followed a similar path. And I think it's worth mentioning there that as like any discussion of this has to look at the brain science. Mm -hmm. And what we were reading is that that your brain changes when you hit puberty and the, all of the things that go along um, with that. And again, we could continue to just keep offering up stats that would quite honestly might either bore you or scare the heck out of you. And there were times as we were, you know, preparing for this, that as an educator, I had to step away, but also as a parent to kind of put that aside. And because it does make you nervous about um, what, what we're facing and oh. then how we respond to that. Um, and while we've been focusing on students up to this point, the mental health and outlook of teachers also comes into play. So in a different New York Times article, uh, which again, we will link in the resources, um, Dr. Bailey, principal of a Pennsylvania high school, addresses this uh, state of social emotional uh, situation for teachers saying, quote, so to have a higher number of kids you can't reach, it's intense. We're running out of band-aids. The schools are bleeding out and it feels like no one is listening. So we have our own issues going on with the stress of the current climate that we're living in. But we also, I think as educators are feeling that lack of connection or taking on that apathy that our students are, are presenting to us in the classroom. Yeah. And I think you, I mean, you bring up a great point that as adults, we're dealing with like, I don't have kids at home. So I didn't have to, I, I, my wife and I have talked about that often. I, I don't know, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have gone through that and have two young kids mm -hmm. in the house. So parents are, or I'm sorry, teachers, educators are going through that home, but then they're also, they get that worth from what students give back to them. And if they're struggling and they're not getting what they've gotten from students in the past, it just is a, a recipe for, um, I don't know about disaster, but it's just, it's just not a good mix. And we've said a number of times here as we've been preparing that, that interconnectedness of apathy and motivation, you know, all around from students, learners, teachers, all of it. Yeah. So really what we want to do now is turn to, okay, so what do you do about this? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing. We can talk, 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 talk. I can talk, 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 talk. And it, but it's like, what are we going to try to do about it? So what we thought we would do is we are going to let you hear from uh, Dr. Craig Smock. He is our current assistant superintendent, is becoming the new superintendent next year. And we want to hear from him about our efforts here in Morton uh, to help provide some solutions, possibly. So here's Dr. Smock. 
Hello, Don and Courtney. Thanks for having me on your podcast. What role does SEL play in your vision for the district? Well, social-emotional learning will be a major focus in our district for the next several years. Our data has shown an overwhelming increase in student anxiety, depression, negative classroom behaviors, refusal to come to school, and even mental health hospitalizations. This has been a crisis in our entire nation, and Morton has not been immune, unfortunately. It was trending poorly before the pandemic, but we feel COVID has made the situation even worse. Uh, It was like pouring gas on a fire. Some of our students are just not thriving, and uh, this has become a significant barrier to learning. If they're stressed out, unhappy, and are unable to focus, they will simply not learn as well. So we're strategizing ways to counter this trend and to help our students thrive today while also giving them the psychological tools and coping skills that they need they need to become more resilient for the future. What was the motivation behind the new wellness position? Well, we already have a fantastic team of social workers, school psychologists, counselors, and specialized teachers who help the most critical students, and they are doing a phenomenal job. They are doing some of the very serious, what I call triage type of work with our students. They are kind of the ER when it comes to mental health concerns. But one of our concerns has been for the rest of the students who may not be boiling over, but we're still struggling with some minor mental health issues. So we need to consider some preventative or proactive measures that we can all do to try to help help, uh, head off some of these issues that students are experiencing. So to do that, we felt we needed an expert in this area to assist our team and to coach our teachers on how to help all of their students and to give them the opportunities to grow in resilience in their classrooms. This is where Stephanie Brown will come in by providing that professional development, consultation, parental training, while also considering what we can do for the mental well-being of our faculty and staff. We can't forget them. They've been on the front lines of all of this, and it's taking a toll on them as well. So we are just in the beginning process of assembling the vision for this position, and that will certainly be a collaborative team effort. All right, so after hearing Dr. Smock, what I came to realize is our district response seems to be in line with suggestions that the U.S. Surgeon General released. Um, We are actually going to link that Surgeon General um, report in there. And it's, it's fairly lengthy because it talks about society overall, but particularly pages 19 and 20 that talk about like school settings. Uh, we're going to share just a few of their recommendations. And one of them was create positive, safe, and affirming school environments. Uh, two, expand social and emotional learning programs and other evidence-based approaches that promote, promote healthy development. A third one was to learn how to recognize signs of changes in mental and physical health among students, including trauma and behavior changes, and then, as an extension, take appropriate action when needed. Um, And the last one we'll share here is to support the mental health of all school personnel. Yeah, and it is good to know that our district is is trying to combat this. I said I hesitate to say solve because I don't. That's a pretty big um, order to say you're going to solve it, but at least to start addressing it. And lastly, I think we're going to hear from uh, Stephanie Brown, who is returning to our school district in this new position as this wellness coordinator. 
Why am I still extremely passionate about social emotional learning and wellness and education? Well, it's because at my core, I believe that um, the adults that work in the system of education are just amazing. They show up each day with the intent to care for the students in their space, to teach the students in their classrooms. Um, I'm just honestly in awe of all of the educators and I just love the education system. I know we have 180 days of opportunities to walk alongside the students as they learn and grow. Um, And we all know that the education system plays a significant role in the life of each child and honestly has a long lasting impact into their adult lives. So this work that we do is not only important, but it is essential. Um, What I know about the brain and learning is that it can happen. It's basically open for business, so to speak, when students feel connected, regulated, and safe. And I honestly know that the same thing holds true for the adults. So I also know that a dysregulated adult cannot regulate a dysregulated child. And today we have a lot of dysregulation and a lot of disconnection going on. And this is social emotional learning and wellness is not just another thing on our plate, but it is the plate. It's the avenue for everything that we want to accomplish in our schools. And honestly, because I want my children's children and beyond to be able to learn in an education system and grow up to be their absolute best. I have made it my life mission to walk alongside educators who work with kids so we can all reflect, connect, um, and try to be our best for the students that are in our spaces. So I think it's my responsibility to use my abilities in this capacity, and I couldn't be more excited to serve in 709. All right. It was nice hearing uh, from Stephanie. I am really looking forward to what that position holds for us in the future and, and and how we're able to help address some of these issues. So again, thanks to both Stephanie and Dr. Smock for sharing their thoughts with us. Um, as always, we want to leave you with some reflection questions. Um, one reflection question, with what tone are you counting down to the end of the year? And what can you learn from your students about their apathy? How can you lean on your circle of connections to help you understand and or cope with the current state of student motivation? And finally, what do you need from those put in place to support you? Here we're thinking about the new wellness coordinator, instructional coaches, principals, district administrators, and we really challenge you to use the forum to share your thoughts as the district moves forward with the creation and uh, vision for this new position. One of our main goals of this podcast is to create meaningful connections. If you'd like to share your responses to the questions, we'd love to listen. This can be done through the Google form that we have linked through the public site on Anchor or through Anchor's voice response option. Additionally, consider sharing your thoughts with a colleague or an instructional coach to open up meaningful dialogue. We have enjoyed taking this journey with you through the educational looking glass.